1: IB uh, Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It is Wednesday, and that means it's time for a midweek rundown. Got some topics that I find interesting today that I want to talk about, and I'm hoping that you guys are interested in them too. We're going to start to show off, as we always do. We're going to look at the matchups between Notre Dame and Wake Forest. We'll dive into you know all, th- all three phases for both sides of the ball. And then really focus on one that I think is the the really impact matchup for me that I think is going to have an impact on not just the game, but more so on you know what we're going to learn about Notre Dame and how they're going to finish and what they're going to do moving forward. So we'll talk about that as well. Second section of today's show, instead of doing like kind of who needs to step up type of thing, um, I mean you know Notre Dame should beat Wake Forest, right? So I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to get into the whole, oh, who's got to step up to win this game. I, I want to focus on something a little bit different today, and, and I'm going to talk about the Notre Dame pass game and things that I want to see from the Notre Dame pass game down the stretch that are going to tell us if, if it's just status quo to finish out or if they're really working on trying to find fixes and what my suggestion would be because, as I've always said, I don't want to be that site and that network and that company that just complains all the time. Complain, 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 complain. They never actually offer solutions. And, you know, to me, with my background, I, th- I think that we can offer solutions or what we think should happen or what could work or what would work and those type of things. And so we're going to talk about that in section two today. And then section three, let's talk about the portal, because we're getting ready to get into that season where every kid that jumps into the portal is going to be someone I'm going to have to answer for. Someone's going to put a tweet out about how they're looking at this guy and that guy and this other guy when in reality 90 plus percent of those guys are not actual targets for Notre Dame and it's just either clickbait or someone just making something up and I'm not talking about people that cover the team per se. I'm talking about just fans, national people, and and some recruits are, and some of these players are going to use Notre Dame to gain leverage, where Notre Dame may not actually be talking to them, but they're going to say, hey, no, I'm talking to Notre Dame, uh, so we'll, we'll dive into that, and then we'll talk about what is a realistic expectation for Notre Dame fans to have going into the portal, and where I think Notre Dame should be looking to go in the portal, and, and what their their needs should be, and what their focus should be, and where they shouldn't, and why this portal class is not going to be nearly as big as Notre Dame fans think it's going to be. So we'll dive into that as well. There will be no mailbag today. If you have a question that you definitely want to get answered, uh, shoot me a a, a super chat and I'll get to that here at the end of the show. Or if it's kind of relevant during the section that I'm discussing, I'll bring it up and address it during that part of the show. And then in between each section, just to give you guys a heads up, I will do sort of like that little Notre Dame rundown or our, our Irish breakdown, excuse me, music, uh, just because I'm still kind of coming back from that uh, sickness that I had last week. And so my, my voice is, you know, it, it has a, it has a breaking point and it needs a little bit more breaks than it did before. And then also to get some of the other, the, the things we have set up uh, going for those different sections. So it'll only be about a minute. And so, so don't, don't, don't take off in between those sections. I promise you we've got some really good stuff coming up.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
1: Notre Dame has just two games left in the regular season. And this weekend is the home finale against wake forest. If you're looking for last minute tickets to either game or to your favorite concert or comedy club, Game time is the place for you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's gametime.co. I want to kick off today's show, however, with looking at the matchups that matter. So let's get into this here, real quick, and dive into these matchups. And we're going to begin with a look up at the matchup between the Notre Dame offense and the Wake Forest defense this is an interesting matchup for me because Wake Forest actually does have an okay defense this year Uh, they are very similar to Pitt in my view where you know they're coached well I think Pitt has a little bit more talent up front in the in the interior at linebacker Wake Forest is a to me a little better corner wakes or Pitt's a little better at safety Uh, wakes better probably on the edges in my view, but they're very similar. Their numbers are similar. Uh, Their points, you know, yards per game are very similar. Uh, Their strengths are similar and their weaknesses are similar. And obviously Notre Dame performed very well against Wake against Pitt outside of turnovers, which they'll have to avoid, but Pitt's a little bit better at forcing turnovers than Notre Dame. But this matchup is going to really tell us how Notre Dame is going to finish the season. I mean, that's really what it boils down to, right? I mean, we all, we all can agree on that, that that this, this this matchup is going to tell us, okay, is Notre Dame going to finish strong or not? I think we all have been pleased with what the defense has done this year to some degree, right? Whether you love what the defense has done or you just like what they've done, you respect what they've done, you think it's the greatest defense we've seen in however many years, to some degree, we're all kind of excited about what the defense has done or pleased with what the defense has done this year. And so – uh, when you look at what the offense has done, that's really been the disappointment, right? That was the uh, the issue in the Ohio State game. That was the issue in the Louisville game. That was the issue in the Clemson game. It was the Notre Dame offense? And and Wake is not going to present the kind of matchup to them that's going to tell us if the offense has turned the corner per se, because it's not a very it's not a great defense by any stretch. It's 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 a solid defense at best. And Notre Dame has done well, but it's more so about, you know, can they really thrive in certain areas? And I think that's going to be the key in this particular matchup. So to begin, just looking at the numbers overall, Notre Dame obviously ranks 16th in the nation in, in scoring offense. They rank 11th in yards per play, both very good numbers, 37th in red zone offense, 21st in, in red zone touchdown rate, 25th in big plays. Now, those are all very good numbers, and they show that this offense, you know, when, when, when they are when they are good, when they are on, can be very good, can be very dynamic. And, and we've seen a bit of this hit-or-miss nature with the offense this season, and that's been one of the frustrating things. So looking at this, people say it in the chat. I mean, it's Jekyll and Hyde with Notre Dame. not, And it's not – to me, I don't know if it's road versus home as much. I think that's how it looks. But the more I dive into it, I think it's more of good defense versus not very good defense because Notre Dame's defense – Plays well home and away. Notre Dame's offense did not play well against Ohio State. It didn't play as poorly as they did in other places, but I think it has more to do with the fact that what does Duke, Louisville, and Clemson all have in common? They're all really good on defense. Why did you know NC State is pretty good on defense? But at the time, I don't think they were playing at the level that they have been lately. And so I think it comes down to it comes down to to me the Notre Dame offense has not played well against good defenses. Navy was, I mean, you can't get much further away from home than where they played Navy, and Notre Dame rolled. And so I'm I'm beginning to think that it has more to do with that than necessarily home and away. When you look at last year, when Notre Dame played well on the road, they were against teams that didn't have really good defenses. North Carolina didn't have a very good defense. Syracuse didn't have a very good defense. Notre Dame offense actually played well against USC outside of a couple turnovers. And And – you know, just just still move the ball. So I don't know if it's home and away as much as it's good defense versus not very good defense. And this year they've played some pretty good defenses and, and haven't stepped up. So it's not so much that the points that I see from Notre Dame this weekend are going to matter to me. It's not so much that, you know, I want to see a bunch of yards or big plays. Those things are all fine. It's the why. It's the why we see that from this offense. And I think that's going to be something that that to me is going to matter even more than you know just just the results because Notre Dame could could have good results and it not be any better. And when you look at the pass game, it, it tells a similar story. I mean, just just on raw numbers, Notre Dame's pass game has been pretty good this year. They ranked 20th in, in yards per attempt, 18th in yards per completion, 31st in touchdowns. They ranked 21st in pass efficiency rating. They ranked 30th in fewest sacks allowed uh, per game. That's on a per game basis. So there have been some really good things this season, but it's just been such a contra- it's just been such a change. And I had an article today that kind of broke it down. And you know, when you look at Sam Hartman's first four games of the season, he averaged 265.3 yards per game, completed 71.1% of his passes, and averaged 18, 11.8 yards per attempt. He had 13 touchdowns and no picks in the first four games. In the last six games, however, he's only averaged two hundred and one point eight yards per game he's only completing 58.3% of his passes, and he's averaging only 7.2 yards per attempt while throwing five touchdowns and seven interceptions. So the overall numbers look good, but they don't tell the story of what the pass game has been in recent weeks. And so to me, getting this part of the game going is going to be important. And we we saw it get going a little bit against Pittsburgh you know, where they were able to make some big plays and and we saw Chris Tyree make a great catch and we saw Tobias Merriweather get open for a big play and, you know, we saw some different things we liked. But then we also saw, you know, Sam Hartman make some big mistakes in the past game. You know, the two interceptions were drive killers. I've heard people say, oh, the offense struggled against Pittsburgh. No, it didn't. The offense moved up and down the field the entire game against Pittsburgh. The problem was they got into, into the red zone or near the red zone twice and Sam Hartman threw two picks. Once was a mistake from Rico Flores, once was a mistake from Sam. And it was really those things that stalled the offense. It wasn't, you know, play calling and all these other type of things that we like to kind of go to uh, when trying to blame, you know, find blame for where where Notre Dame is is having the issues that they're having. And to me, you know, it's it's going to come down to to doing a better job, uh, in my opinion, from a game planning standpoint, which I'll get into here in a little bit. But then the execution's got to get better, which means the preparation's got to get better. That that's what execution means to me. When a coach says that execution isn't good. I think more often than not, what I hear is we didn't do a good job in preparation and in in, in coming into the game to get them ready to execute at a high level. That's what it means to me, and that's what it should mean anyway. And so that still goes down to being a bit of a coaching issue. Although at the end of the day, there are times when the players just got to make plays, and 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 that's something that they're going to have to do a better job of as well. But the pass game numbers are, are are not great, and this is the the area of, of Wake Forest defense that's been a problem for them. You know they rank 64th in yards allowed per game. In the past game, and that includes if you actually if you actually look at it, that includes also the last couple games where they've really held teams in check in the last couple games for different reasons. That their pass defense this past week they're coming off two games where they barely gave up 100 yards per game. Actually, they gave up less than 100 yards per game. Duke only passed for 86 yards against them in in a in a loss for for Wake Forest, and then North Carolina State only passed for 113 yards against them. And and so that was more about the a byproduct of the two teams they played than it was about Wake Forest pass defense being better. The three previous games against Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh, and Florida State, they gave up over 300 passing yards in each game. And Virginia Tech and Florida State all, both went over 10 yards per attempt against them. Vanderbilt was over eight per attempt. Old Dominion was over eight per attempt. And Georgia Tech was over eight per attempt. So when you study uh, Wake Forest, you see that the numbers in the pass game aren't good. 64th in yards per game, 74th in yards per attempt, 83rd in yards per completion, 76th in pass efficiency defense, 124th in big plays allowed. Excuse me, allowed in the pass game. Th- those numbers are ba- are not very good, and they're even worse when you look at the fact that they had a couple games that kind of inflated their numbers. You know, including playing Elon early in the year, and FCS team that they held 147 yards. So this is a matchup that Notre Dame should thrive in. And to me, this is going to be a big part of, of telling me if this offense is able to find some answers, if this offensive coaching staff is able to find some answers. And there's two ways they can go about it. Well, one is just constantly complaining about what you don't have or how young you are and all these other kind of things. And the other, the other one is to say, let's find some solutions. And I'll, in part two of this show, we'll dive more into, into what those solutions are because I do believe that there are some solutions that Notre Dame can find in the pass game but the big one for me the side of the the side the part of this matchup to me that is going to have the biggest impact on Notre Dame and tell me about who Notre Dame is is going to be the matchup of the Notre Dame run game against the uh the Wake run defense and I'm going to explain why this is the part that's going to be the most telling I was having a, an email conversation with somebody today and we're talking about the offensive line and we're back to what we kind of always are with the offensive line. There's a group that thinks it plays really well. There's another group that doesn't think it plays pretty well. I found myself on opposite sides of this at different times. This season, I don't think the offensive line has played really well. Uh, when, when I when I look at, at this Notre Dame offensive line, I see a, a football team that hasn't run the ball for over 100 yards in a while. I think some of the numbers they have had in recent games are inflated. You know The Clemson game, they averaged 183 rushing yards. And when you look at it and you take away what their numbers were in the, after the first quarter, it's not very good. You look at the fact that 64 of those yards were in basically quarterback scrambles. So pure run game, you're talking now being under 120 uh, for the game against Clemson. You run for only 155 against Pitt, only 125 against USC. Now, I know short fields, right, and all that, but only 4.3 yards per carry against Pitt. You only went for 44 against Louisville. per carry. You went for 159 on Duke. Part of that was, again, a 17-yard quarterback scramble at the end of the game, uh, and then a 30-yarder to put it away at the very end, and then 176 in Duke. They haven't gone for over 200 yards since the Central Michigan game, and Notre Dame this season through 10 games has only rushed for over 200 yards twice, and one of them was against an FCS team. When you look at last season through 10 games, Notre Dame had run for over 200 yards five times. And and so there were still some of the up and downs last year that we've seen this year existed both years, but what we've se- we haven't seen is the ups for this year's offensive line have but not been nearly as good. And I and I'm sorry, I I I know the, uh, we'll get all the excuses in the world, first year position coach, and you know new guards and all that kind of stuff. But Notre Dame played with two starting uh, brand new tackles last year. The center was new. He was he was stepping in. You had Jarrett Patterson was a Turner, but he was playing a new position, and Josh Lugg was playing a new position. So you know you saw last year, however, but the unit kind of got better as the season went on, and this group hasn't. Well, now you go into this last two games, you're not going to have you're not going to have Rocco Spindler. You may not have Zeke Carell, at least for this game, and so you say, okay, so what do you do? You just say, oh well, guess we're not going to play well this game, or do you say, hey, listen, you know, let's really buckle down and let's really go out and thrive and, and, and play hard and play well and get this group ready to go. We see teams all around the country lose good players and say, hey, somebody else has got to step up. Georgia loses Brock Bowers, and their offense starts to take off. Did they take off because Brock Bowers is no longer there? No. It took off because, because with Brock Bowers not out, other guys stepped up and said, hey, i got to raise my game. So, you know, Pat Coogan's going to have to raise his game. If Zeke Carell's out there, he's got to raise his game up. Blake Fisher's got to raise his game up. And, and help, you know, Billy Shrouth kind of come along and then Billy needs to kind of play well. So I'm actually excited to see, you know, how Billy Shrouth does this weekend. If Ashton Craig's playing at center, I'm very excited to see what Ashton Craig is going to do this weekend. You know, I think he's a player that has a chance to to do something at Notre Dame. He's a guy that the Notre Dame staff loves. It's not just this staff with Joe Rudolph. Uh, I heard the same thing about Coach Eastan. I heard Coach Eastan was very high on Ashton Craig and, and really loved the potential that he brought to the table. And so we're we, we're seeing two years in a row now where there there's been some very high expectations and a lot of hopes for Ashton Craig. I just don't know that he was necessarily ready yet to to step into that role, and, and I don't know that right now I'm expecting him to to play like gangbusters because I do think he's probably a year away, meaning looking into 2024 a year away uh to to be that guy that can can step in and thrive. But as we saw against Clemson, I know Vince talked about this, and I think Ryan also talked about it. Sean talked about it. But they were correct. As, you know, When he was thrust into the lineup late in the game, he he battled. I wouldn't say that he necessarily played great, but he battled. And that's what you want to see, and you hope that Billy Shrouth will do the same thing with him stepping into the starting lineup because this is an opportunity for both players, if they play, to set their mark on next season. You know, this could go a long way towards to some decision making that you have as a staff, as far as who you're going to invite back next year, who you're going to want back next year, you know, based on how these guys play or, or what position battles are going to are going to truly rage this off season or not. And so, this part of the game is important, but also, you know, we talked yesterday about how I want to see this Notre Dame team just come out and be physical and play hard to compete. And if they're going to do that, then this is an area where you're going to see that come about. Wake Forest is not a great rush defense. You know, they've had some decent moments this season and 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 they've had, you know, they're a team that likes to create a lot of disruptors as you can see. You know, they're 31st in tackles for loss allowed. They're coming off a game in which they gave up 266 yards to NC State. They gave up 181 to Duke, but the three previous games they held their opponents to 141 or below. Held Florida State to only 126. They did give up 207 to Clemson. You know, so they've they've had some moments where their run defense has been pretty good. They're undersized. They're going to run a lot of run stunts. They're going to pressure a lot. They're going to do things to, um, to get their you know their undersized, decent athlete front seven players in position to be aggressive and attack. And that's what Notre Dame is going to have to be prepared for. When I think about my feelings on how Notre Dame is going to be going into the off, you know, going into the bowl season, and and how my feelings are going to be about what this team is and what this team can be and we talked about it on Tuesday, this team has a chance to still to still create some positive momentum with people who are, who are rational, right? Now, positive momentum doesn't mean you're okay with how the season went, but it means, okay, I don't like how the season went, but you know what? They finished strong. And right now, that's all this football team can control is how they finish, the momentum. They can't go back and change the Clemson game. They can't go back and change the Louisville game. They can't go back and change the Ohio State game. They can say, okay, we're going to finish strong. We're going to do some things in these last couple games that are going to give us an opportunity to go out there and and play at a very high level and finish the season on a strong note. And that's what I want to see. And part of that's going to be a more physical football team. I can live with some mistakes this weekend if we see Billy Stroud and Ashton Craig. I I really can. What What I don't want to see is where they're just not the most physical team on the field. I want to see them push Wake Forest around. I want to see them be bullies again. And we haven't seen this offensive line be bullies in a long time. And that's something that I want to see. So, you know, even if they pass for a bunch of yards, that's great. But I'm going to like that. I'm going to talk about some things I'd love to see. But to me, this area right here and and the Wake Forest game to me also is is important because I I don't know how much we're going to learn about Notre Dame against Stanford. Stanford's a really bad football team. And they're just, they're just really not good. And, you know, they're coming off a game where where Oregon State ran all over them. UCLA ran all over them. Oregon ran all over them. USC ran all over them. They're just a really bad defensive football team. You know, they're giving up 36.9 points per game. You know they're giving up 456 yards per game. I don't know Notre Dame going out and ripping up Stanford or pushing Stanford around is going to really tell us a whole lot. It's kind of like if they were playing in um, Central Michigan or a Tennessee State at the end of the year. I think Wake Forest presents a a not that they're a great defense. And again, the numbers right here tell you that they're not a great defense. They rank 62nd in rushing yards per game, 74th in rushing yards allowed per attempt, but they battle. That's the thing. They battle, and for Notre Dame to have the success they need to have, they're going to have to battle and play well. I've seen Wake Forest play well against teams running who run the football. I've seen them step up. I saw them battle Florida State and shut Florida State down. They geared a lot of their run game towards stopping Florida, or a lot of their game plan towards stopping the Florida State run game, and they did a pretty good job of that. Now that opened up some other opportunities for Florida State to have some big plays in the pass game but they did a pretty good job of of keeping their run game in check and they they did a pretty good job of that with against Virginia Tech they did a pretty good job of that against Old Dominion and Vanderbilt so i've seen them have success stopping the run and so that's why i think this this part of it's going to be the most telling it's going to be the most telling thing and for me i just if this team is is who we we need it to be and who we want it to be and who we think it can be they bounce back from what happened to them and they come out with a little bit more fire and physicality. That's what good teams do. Right. And if Notre Dame is, is that team, then they're going to come out in this matchup and they're going to thrive. And that's what I want to see from this team. And that's why this run game stuff is so important to me because, and it's not even about numbers, it's about how they play. And that's the biggest thing for me when I look at the matchup between the Notre Dame offense and the Wake Forest defense.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: Let's look at the matchup between the Notre Dame defense and the Wake Forest offense. This is by far the bigger mismatch in this game. And, And Notre Dame's defense has really played well all season. And they've played well against some very good offensive football teams. You know, I was having this conversation with Bill Bender last night. And the case that I made to him was that I believe Notre Dame's defense is better than Michigan's. Now, Michigan's is better in certain statistical areas and scoring off defense and things like that. But when you look about who Notre Dame came, came out against or who Notre Dame has performed against, they've performed against some very good offensive football teams. USC's not a very good team, but they're a great offensive football team that can score a lot of points. Ohio State's a good football team with a good offense. Not a great offense, but a good offense. Louisville scores a bunch of points and Notre Dame has gone out and and really performed well in in each of those instances, and they shut Duke down before Duke really had their injury issues. And and so this part of the team has just been excellent all year. They rank 11th in scoring offense or scoring defense. They rank 7th in in total defense, 9th in fewest yards per play, 5th in red zone defense overall, 5th in red zone defense from a touchdown standpoint. They're 13th in fewest big plays allowed, and they rank 5th in turnovers. Now, that 5th in turnovers – means a lot more now than it did in past weeks because Notre Dame always had at least one more game on most people. Well, when it comes to now, Notre Dame's on track now with everybody because Notre Dame's already had their second bye. And so the defense just overall has been really outstanding this season. And Wake Forest, as you can see in the numbers, is offense is just falling off a cliff. You know, they lost Sam Hartman. Obviously, that was huge for them. They lost A.T. Perry. That was huge for them. Donovan Green got hurt at the beginning of the year. Their offensive line's been a problem. And so when you look at it, it's just, it's a really rough group. Rank 112th in scoring offense, 103rd in yards per game, 120th in yards per play, 114th in third down off third down offense, 88th in red zone defense, 129th in red zone touchdowns, 119th in big plays, and 120th in turnover. So what it is, they don't, they don't move the ball very well, they don't create big plays, and they turn it over a lot. You know, that that should be a recipe for success for Notre Dame and, and with what we've seen from the Notre Dame defense. So as long as the Notre Dame defense is focused, this is a part of it that sh- you know, they, they should be able to control this matchup. And this is why you look at it and you just feel it that against teams like this, Notre Dame has been less upset proof than past seasons. You know, somebody's complaining about, oh, Stamper's bad last year. OK, this is a different team than last year. You know, this this Notre Dame team that has lost to good teams this season and er against every not good team they've played and Wake Forest is a not good team, they've dominated. They beat Navy by 39. They beat Tennessee State by 53. They beat NC State, who's actually a good team, by 21. They beat Central Michigan by 24 in a game that wasn't that close. They beat USC by 28. They're a solid team. Uh, They beat Pitt by 51. Against teams like this... Notre Dame is dominated where Notre Dame has struggled is against the majority of the good teams on their schedule. I think they've played five, what I would call sort of big games this year against what I believe to be good football teams. And, and in, in the way it, by my count, Notre Dame is two and three in those games, right? NC state, Ohio state, Duke, Louisville. Uh, actually I'd say, uh, hold on. They're three and three USC and Clemson. Those are the six teams that I view as the good teams on the schedule, and Notre Dame's three and three in those games, and they've blown two of those teams out. The teams that aren't good, like Wake, who's not good, who's lost six of seven, Notre Dame has dominated. And so that's an area where we have seen growth from next year, but they need to make sure that continues in this game. And what could hurt Notre Dame is if they'd come into this game not focused and not locked in. and and, and kind of looking at the season as kind of being over. You know, the New York Six is not an option anymore. We're seven and three. We're going to play in the Pop-Tarts Bowl or the Reliant Quest Bowl or something like that, and guys check out. Guys aren't as locked in on defense. That's how you can allow Wake Forest to to make more plays, to move the ball, to get some big plays in instances where they shouldn't, and now you you put yourselves in a tougher situation. If the Notre Dame defense comes out and just does what they've done all year, this is a game that ultimately Notre Dame will win. The question is going to be how convincing will the win be, and that to me is going to say more is going to have more to do with the offense than it will with the defense. And that's something that we're going to have to find out here as we move into, um, you know, in, into into this matchup and, and and look at what 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 Wake Forest is. And we'll talk about the pass game a little bit. It this is the part of the offense that's really just fallen off a cliff for Wake Forest without Sam Hartman and they've had some injuries at quarterback against Pitt. They ended up playing their third string quarterback in that game. Uh, I think his name is Santino Martucci. And you look at, at Wake, they're 96th in the country in passing yards, they're 65th in yards per attempt, 54th in yards per completion, 106th in touchdown passes, 94th with most interceptions they've thrown 11 touchdowns and they've thrown uh 10 interceptions this season which is just really just not good. And they rank 80th in completion percentage and 87th in pass efficiency. When you look at what Wake Forest was last year, they ranked ninth in total passing yards per game. They ranked 12th in yards per attempt. Uh, they ranked 10th in passer rating last season with Sam Hartman, a quarterback. It has absolutely fallen off a cliff. And part of it is the quarterback play. Part of it is losing A.T. Perry and Donovan Green. And part of it is their offensive line has been even worse than it was a year ago. Wake has always been a team that gave up a lot of sacks because of the the, the, the type of the mesh stuff that they do. Uh, you're always going to have a little bit more, just a little bit more. Uh, you're just going to get more hits on the quarterback. That's just basically the way that it goes. But it's been worse, much worse this year. And that's going to factor into it. However, here's the interesting thing. And you look at Notre Dame's pass defense. It's one of the best in college football. And this is despite playing. You know USC, who's got a top pass offense. Louisville's got one, I think, a top thirty pass offense. They've played some good pass offenses, some good receiving cores this year. And and Notre Dame still ranks third in total, you know, fewest passing yards allowed, fifth in fewest yards per attempt, fourth in fewest touchdowns, fourth in most interceptions, fourth in lowest completion percentage, third in pass efficiency defense, six when it comes to fewest big plays allowed. They haven't got after the quarterback very well. That's obviously been an issue, but it's been in the dominant pass defense. But here's the interesting thing about this matchup against Wake Forest. And, and to me, that is that this is a this is still a dangerous, a dangerous football team from a, a pass game standpoint beyond the numbers. And and here's here's what I mean by that. At the end of the day, their pass game's not very good right now because their quarterback play has not been very good. Their offensive line has been a mess. Okay. That's That's why it's struggled. That's why they haven't been good at what they do. But they still have Jamal Banks, who's a talented football player. They still have Taylor Morin, who's a talented football player. And they still have Keyshawn Williams, who's a talented football player. So the injuries to those other players and losing A.T. Perry Hurts you know but last year Jamal Banks was a 42 catch 636 yard guy with nine touchdowns last year Taylor Morin was 47 catches 575 yards and nine touchdowns Keyshawn Williams last year had had uh, 39 catches for 553 yards last year and a touchdown so those kids have a lot of production and even though they lost Donovan Green and even though they lost AT Perry who was a star they, they these guys have seen their production dip they didn't stop being talented players the issue is more about the quarterback problems and the offensive line problems. So number one, Notre Dame's going to have to get after the quarterback. That's not been a strength of Notre Dame's this season. At least it hasn't consistently. There's been times when the the, the pass game is, pass rush has been good. And the sacks only tell part of the story. Notre Dame ranks 76 in sacks. But there have been times when they've gotten two, three sacks in a game, which isn't a lot, and they still had a very good pass rush because they were disruptive. And that's the key. You have to be disruptive. Whether you get two sacks or eight sacks, you have to be disruptive and, and force the timing to be off. You can't let the quarterback get comfortable in the pocket. And that's going to be a big, big key in this football game because if the quarterback gets comfortable and the quarterback gets time to throw, they do have weapons that can hurt you. Now, you'd think that Notre Dame's corners are good enough to kind of shut down the outside guys, and that's true. But there are some different things that Wake does schematically and matchup-wise and moving guys around that can create some matchups that make it less favorable, and so Notre Dame's gonna have to be prepared for that, and and it's gonna be a big part of what Notre Dame does. If they can shut down the pass game, which they should, then then Wake really has no chance, and that kind of leads me to the next part of this breakdown, and that that and to me, that's what you know, it's gonna make it the biggest part of this breakdown, and that's the Wake Forest rush offense against the Notre Dame rush defense. Now, Wake's rushing game is not good on the season i know some of the some of the folks at, at at ib have talked about how it's it's better and all those type of things and statistically it's not better but it is better i think it is better i think last year part of the lack of success was cuz they didn't i mean they 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 didn't run it to me um you know overly effectively to be honest with you last year the yards per carry from all the backs is higher than it was last year the problem is the offensive line's not real good Uh, But they have had their moments, you know, 288 yards against Vanderbilt, 224 against Georgia Tech, 172 against Pitt, you know, 159 even recently against Duke. I mean, that's I mean, that's I would I would argue that they ran the ball every bit as good, if not better, against Duke than Notre Dame did. Notre Dame had some big chunk plays at the end to help them to get more overall yards. But I, I don't think Notre Dame ran the ball all that well against them. So they have had their moments and Notre Dame has, let's be honest has had their moments where they haven't been a great rush defense. If, if we're going to be completely honest about it, we've got to be able to look at that and say, you know, Notre Dame, if, if there is an Achilles heel to this defense, it's this right here. It's the rush defense. And we saw this against against Clemson last week, where they really struggled stopping the run. And they didn't give up. They gave up the one big play, and then it was just grinding it out, just grinding it out throughout the game. They gave up 185 rushing yards to Louisville, 189 to Duke. And and uh, you just you you can't allow that to happen. And this is the matchup to me that's going to have the biggest impact in this game, because if you shut down the run game, Wake Forest really has no chance. They are really going to struggle. And if you look at the the few times that the the Wake offense has been has been has been solid, in my opinion, it's been able to run the football. You know their best their best output of the season this this year so far. Vanderbilt they had four hundred eighty four yards. They ran a football. They ran for 288 in that game. You look at a couple weeks later against Georgia Tech where the offense had 400 yards and had their third or fourth best yards per play of the, of the season. They've had 224 rushing yards. Uh, you look at the Pitt game where, where they won that game. They were over five yards per play for only one of four times this entire season. What helped them? They were able to run the football. Uh, they had a really tough matchup against Duke, had 400 yards of offense, 6.1 yards per play, which is the third best output of the season. They ran for 159 yards in that game, which allowed them to to have enough balance to then go make some plays in the pass game. And so they were able to throw for 241 yards that game. Last week against NC State, pass game couldn't do anything. Why? Because they couldn't run the football. They only had seven rushing yards. Virginia Tech, they couldn't do anything on offense. They only had 262 yards of offense that game. Why? They couldn't run the football. And and, uh, so that's going to be a really big key to this for Notre Dame is to be able to go out and and shut down the run game because what is what does it mean to shut down the run game? It's obviously you're controlling the line of scrimmage, you're being you're getting penetration, you're being aggressive, you're being gap sound, you know, you're getting off the ball, you're getting penetration. Well, if you're doing those things, you're gonna also get pressure on the quarterback. But at the same time, you're also gonna put Wake in some really tough third down situations. And Wake is not a team that wants to be in a lot of third down situations. And so that's why I think this part of the matchup is really the key, even though The pass game scares me the most because of the talent at receiver. If Notre Dame's not locked in, they might be able to make some plays. But that only happens if the run game comes out and gets going. If they're able to establish something in in the ground game, get some big chunk runs early, that could force Notre Dame into some bad habits and some tough situations that then open up the opportunities in the pass game. So as I said, even though the pass game scares me the most as far as it's the most dangerous part, the pass game can't get going without the run game. And that's been true for Wake Forest all season. So that's why I think that's the biggest part of this matchup for me. So that is the matchup breakdown between Notre Dame and Wake Forest. I'm not going to spin this to you guys. I'm not going to try to tell you that, you know, Wake Forest is a is a much better team than their record shows at four and six. They're they're really not. They're they're about a four and six football team. They but they compete and they're well coached. They just lack some players. And and so that's why it's important the Notre Dame does come out locked in because Wake is not going to just go away. And when you look at some of their losses this year, yeah, they've had their they've had some blowout losses. You know, Florida State beat them convincingly; it was forty-one to sixteen, but it was like thirty-four to ten at halftime. I mean, it was never a competitive game. They got blown out by Virginia Tech, but a lot of the other games they've played this season have been very competitive football games. And you know, Clemson, they lost at Clemson 17 12. I mean, they they had a closer loss to Clemson than Notre Dame did. You look at the the Duke game at Duke recently no, in November, they only lost by three points in a game where Wake actually moved the ball early and Wake went out and had success. They um, really actually had a lead on Duke. Duke had to come back and it was a back and forth game. I mean, they played really hard in that game. They just don't have the horse to go out and win it. So they're going to come out and play hard in this game. They're going to have the the, the emotional motivation of, of facing Sam Hartman, who left and went to Notre Dame. And you know they're going to try to ruin his senior day and Notre Dame's senior day and all that kind of stuff. So you're going to get a, a a Wake Forest team that's going to come in and play hard. They're not going to be afraid of Notre Dame. So Notre Dame's going to have to play match that intensity and then execute. And if they do, this should be an e- a convincing win. And when you look at Notre Dame in recent years on, on senior day, Senior day's been good to Notre Dame in recent years. I know there was a time, you know, I know early in coach Kelly's tenure where senior day was a it was a it was a problem. I mean, they they had some rough some rough senior days. Uh obviously his first one was pretty good, but then you go down the the, the rest of the year, 2011 they barely beat Boston College, uh 2012 they had a good win over Wake Forest, 2013 on senior day, a sloppy win over BYU, 2014 on senior day they lost to Louisville. 2015 on senior day, had a really sloppy win over Wake Forest again. 2016 senior day, they lost to Virginia Tech. 2017 senior day, they barely beat Navy. Kind of started to turn around in 2018. They blew Florida State out on senior day in 2018. 2019, they blew out Boston College 40 to 7. Uh, 2020 senior day, uh, they beat Syracuse 45 to 21. It was sloppy, but it was dominant. 2021, they beat Georgia Tech 55 to nothing on senior day. And then last year, they beat Boston College 44 to nothing on senior day. So the last two senior days, they've outscored their opponents 99 to nothing. Obviously, one was from Coach Kelly, one was from Coach Freeman. So uh, you want to hope that that continues. You've got an opponent that it should continue against, if we're being honest. And so we're going to have to see if Notre Dame can come out and have the necessary focus to do it, to handle business. And that's going to really what it comes down to. And I think those matchups are going to be an important part of that. Next, we're, we're going to move on to the pass game next. Before we're going to do it, we're going to take a little one-minute intermission, so don't go anywhere. Please stick with me. I just need to uh, get some some charts prepped and some things prepped and my notes prepped and, and uh, get some liquid in, my, in, my, in, my, in me to, uh, to help me make it through the next section. So I'm going to play the, the theme music here for Irish Breakdown for about a minute, and then I'll be right back to dive into it Bef- while I'm waiting in, in a minute, I promise you, you can hit the like button, subscribe button, notification bell, and go to boards at com and sign up in about a minute. And promise you, you can get it done in a minute. So I'll be very back. I'll be back very soon here on the Irish Breakdown podcast.